Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. It's a Thursday Thanksgiving edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez, November 25th, 2021. Flyers come off yet another defeat, four in a row now. Yeah, it's an overtime defeat. You get a point out of it. But as I've stated on many occasions here on Flyers Daily, I'm not about to change my tune now. There are no moral victories. And when you're in a playoff race, maybe at the end of a season in late March and you have a push to the playoffs and you have a hard-fought overtime loss, you can see the good in that. You can go, well, we really need a point here because we're in a really tight battle. And points at any time of year mean the same thing. I understand that. But when you're in November, pre-Thanksgiving, and you're struggling to score, and the Flyers continue to struggle to score, and you've lost three straight for the first time, you only look at, as an athlete, you only look at that two ways. There's not three ways like there is the columns in the NHL standings. There's no WL and OTL in your emotions or in your competitive fire. You look at it two ways. Did we win the game or did we lose the game? That's simple. And it doesn't matter if you lost the game 5-1 to one or you lost the game in overtime. one. To, none of that matters. One team went off the ice knowing they won the game. That was Florida when Ekblad scored in overtime. And the other team left the ice knowing they lost the game. It didn't matter that it happened in the three-on-three overtime. It doesn't matter if it happens in a shootout. A loss is a loss. Now, in the NHL standings, it matters because it's not. it doesn't count as a, a, a another number in the loss column. It goes into the overtime loss column. And that's where this will go. Flyers do get a point out of it. So that's good, whatever. But from an emotional standpoint and as a competitor, there's only two ways a game, a sporting event can end where there's no ties. It's either you won the game or you lost the game. And the Flyers lost the game. The Florida Panthers won the game. So it's a fourth loss in a row. And I don't believe in moral victories. And again, at the end of a season, when you're fighting for every inch to get into the playoffs and you're battling another team, when you you can see the benefit at that time of going, okay, at least we got a point out of it. But at this time, you're not even at the quarter pole of the season. I don't think you think like that. I just don't think that players think that way. Because if they, as competitors and professional athletes, have to have an insane drive to compete, they're not going to look at it that way. And I don't either. There were some good things in the game. There were some bad things in the game. Yet again, Florida's a really good team. They're 11 and 0 now at home. They averaged 4.8 goals per game on home ice going into the game last night. And it's not a feather in the Flyers' cap that they're the first team to hold Florida under four goals this season. They There wasn't a single game that Florida didn't score at least four goals all season long on their home ice. So that's, that's not a feather in the cap because that doesn't get you anything in the standings either. It was a hard-fought game. It was a battle. It was up and up and down at points and wide open and really tight at others, especially that second period where both teams seemed to buckle down. There was opportunities at both ends off the rush. Martin Jones was phenomenal in the game for the Flyers. He really bounced back from his worst performance of the season against the Boston Bruins. I mean, he makes 43 saves on 45 shots. Uh, Florida had seven shots on him in overtime, and he— he gets a point out of it. He doesn't get a win out of it because the run support is not there. 
and this team is struggling to score so much. Flyers had 33 shots on goal. Bobrovsky, 32 saves on 33 shots. They had some good opportunities, some really good scoring opportunities, but not enough, as it were. And the Flyers, you know, you look at it, and now it's four losses in a row. And I think there's always a number that's really indicative of how a game played out. It's not always, but a lot of the time. When you see a team drastically out-hit another team, and in this case the Flyers out-hit the Florida Panthers, sometimes people want to equate hits with being a hard team to play against or hits with a you know a team that yeah, isn't soft, to use Scott Hartnell's words that Bill Melter and I talked about. 28 hits, it doesn't prove that you're not soft or doesn't prove that you are hard to play against. It means, to me, that the other team had the puck most of the time. And you don't you tend not to hit the opposition when you have the puck. So that's an indicative number of possession. And the Florida Panthers had way more possession in this game than did the Philadelphia Flyers. In the first period, they outpossessed the Flyers, I think it was 56.9% uh, to whatever the other number is on the other side of that, 43.1. And the Flyers seemingly were chasing the play a bit. In the second period... These two teams tightened up. Not a lot of stuff was getting inside from either team. Shot attempts from the outside. Wasn't a lot of shots in the second period. And in the third period, it got a little frenetic again. But the Flyers out hit them 28 to 15. And this this sense that, well, the Flyers are, aren't very good. They don't hit a lot. It, that's a phony number. Look at the teams that lead the league in hits. They're not teams at the top of the standings. The teams that are at the top of the standings are the ones that lead the league in puck possession, offensive zone time, high danger scoring chances, not shots on goal, quality shots on goal. So those are raw numbers that almost at this point in some ways are outdated because they don't tell us that story. The story they tell, the 28 hits by the Flyers, tells you that the Florida Panthers possess the puck a whole lot more than the Flyers did in this game. Yeah, Flyers opened the scoring in the game. Good to see Joel Farabee uh, get the goal after a tremendous pass from Travis Konechny. That put the Flyers up uh, 7 minutes and 33 seconds into the first period, one to nothing. No scoring in the second. In the third, on the power play, Sam Bennett gets to the back door and is able to pop one home and get the game tied at one. Uh, no scoring through the remainder of the third period. Go to overtime. Cam Atkinson has really the Flyers' only chance in the overtime. Goes in on a breakaway, gets angled off a little bit, has to protect the puck on his backhand, gets a good attempt away, but all of a sudden hits the post, doesn't go in, hits the post and slides out from under Bobrovsky. Doesn't even count as a shot on goal. Flyers got outshot in the overtime, uh, seven to nothing. And the thing in the overtime is that, again, that's another three-on-three is all about possession. And the Flyers coughed up a couple opportunities with the puck in that overtime, and eventually Aaron Ekblad wins it, and the Florida Panthers take the two points from the Philadelphia Flyers. Now, there were elements of the game Tomorrow, it's Thanksgiving, so we can bring up some positive elements here, too. I thought in the game, Sean Couturier, Claude Giroux, and Travis Konechny, they were clearly the Flyers' best line. Like, not even close. Like, light years away from the second best line. Now, that line of Couturier, Giroux, and Travis Konechny accounted for 19 shots on goal. 19 of the Flyers' shots came from that line. Think about that. The Flyers had 33 shots in the game. 19 of them came from the top line. Eight from Couturier, five from Giroux, six from Travis Konechny. Now, they also got a total of eight shots from their D. 
Ivan Provorov had three. Rasmus Ristolainen had three, moving up on that top pair. Justin Braun had one, and Keith Yandel had one. Atkinson kind of had two. He had one that counted, and the post, which doesn't count in overtime. But they got to get more from other lines. When it's just a one-line attack, it's too easy for the opposition. You never stress the opposition enough. And that's part of the problem with what's going on with this team right now. I got a tweet from a guy, Joe Anthony, and he said, at Jason Mert, dude, they need to start, dude, they need to start scoring. It's getting out of hand, and it's not a slump. It's who they are a quarter of the way in. What do you think is their problem? Because 12 of the last 13 games, two goals or less, Arizona and an empty net goal. And don't want to hear anyone say schedule, just no offense. Okay, so... You know, they do need to start scoring. That's I totally agree with you. You can't win games scoring one or two goals. You'll never have success in an NHL season. You're gonna have games where you gotta win five to two or four to one. You have to be able to do that. And right now they clearly are not capable of it because they haven't done it in thirteen games. And it is out of hand. You brought up it's not a slump. And look, I don't know that it's a slump either. I've said that Chuck Fletcher needs to figure out whether he thinks it's a slump or whether he thinks this is a team that needs more offensive play drivers. Now, the one thing I will say is the injuries are real. Ryan Ellis being out and Kevin Hayes being out, and when he was in, was not nearly 100%, and he may not be 100% all year. Morgan Frost came up. I thought he played a good game. I thought he was—the details of his game were good. He moved his feet. He supported the puck in the right areas. In the offensive zone, he was on the right side of the puck. In the D zone, made a couple really good plays down low in the D zone, too. Getting down below the bottom of the circle and helping out his D. That's what a center's got to do at the NHL level. And he did it. Uh, I thought he was good in the game. He had good, you know, burst. I thought he had some, some moments where he had some chance to make some plays. Obviously, the breakaway that he would have had had it not been blown for offsides, even though looking at the replay, it so clearly wasn't offside. But you can't complain about that. You can't worry about that. Those calls will balance out over a year. Officiating is still human, and it's going to make mistakes. And that was a mistake by the ref. But you're not, you can't complain about it. You, you can't say that's why we lost the game. That's why the Flyers lost the game. You can't do that because those things tend to balance out over a season. It hurt him tonight. He didn't get the opportunity to go in on the breakaway and try and score uh, his first goal of the season in the NHL. But, you know, what, what do I think is their problem? I just – I again – Looking at where they get their shots from, a lot of it's just too much from the outside. You have to get in to that, I know it's cliche, the dirty areas of the ice. You have to get there, and you have to be able to deliver passes to a guy in that area to get a quick shot off. That's just not happening right now. It's just not happening. They're getting outchanced in high-quality chances. They're getting outpossessed. They can't seem to maintain a forecheck right now. And again, part of this is, obviously, the injuries. The fact that you're down some key guys, especially in the middle. When a, when a winger is out, it has far less consequence than when a center is out. So like when Kevin Hayes is out, it's going to have more of an effect on other players on a line than if a winger is out. It's just the way it is. The center controls more of the game than wingers do. It's why they get paid more. It's why they're worth more, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's part of the equation as well. Not having a guy like Ryan Ellis who can help them play faster. 
because he's such a, a deft passer out of his own zone to get that first pass out of the zone, stretch the ice. We saw some good ones in this game from both teams. They both really like to stretch the ice. I mean, in the first period of the game, the Flyers basically had three breakaways. The first one was the pass from Konechny to Joel Farabee, which he scored on. The second one was where Giroux kind of got behind the, the Florida defense, not completely behind him, and then he got chipped off the play just as he got to the net to Bobrovsky. And then the third one is the Morgan Frost one that they called offsides, but he's well behind the defense. So they stretched the ice well. And at the first intermission, talking to Brian Smith on the Flyers radio network, that's something I mentioned. That's something you got to continue to attack because it was it was working. Second period, things got really tight. They weren't able to do that. We saw a little bit more of it in the third period. But all said and done, like I said, like where we started, the Flyers, again, still struggling to score. They have to find a way to get out of this and get past it. This is the, the confluence of several things right now. It's a team struggling to score, squeezing their sticks at a time when they're injured and when they're playing really good competition. The confluence of those things at the same time equals a rough period in the schedule. It does. It's hard to overcome that, all of those things, at the same time. The NHL's unforgiving, and when you have opponents like they've had, it's really unforgiving, and it's pronounced. And that's why we've seen this four-game losing streak. Can it turn around Friday? Black Friday game at the Wells Fargo Center against the Carolina Hurricanes, who they beat 2-1 earlier this season? We'll see. Again, it's a very tough task. They have to be better. The details against a team like Carolina have to be immaculate, or else you won't win the game. You won't win the game. It doesn't matter that it's on home ice. Your detailed game has to be immaculate against that team. They are a team that makes very few boneheaded mistakes. And when you get opportunities, you got to bury it. And right now, the Flyers need more from a few guys. I brought up that top line, 19 shots on goal. They drove a lot of offense for the Flyers. And Cam Atkinson, only one shot in regulation. He needs to get more opportunities. He needs to get that scoring touch off more. James Van Riemsdyk, no shots in the game. 15 minutes and 18 seconds of ice time. He's a guy that has to give you secondary scoring. I'm not asking him to be on a 30-goal pace, but he's got to be able to give you more than that. And the fact that he didn't even have a shot on goal in the game is alarming. Oscar Lindblom. Oscar is not the Oscar from before his Ewing sarcoma cancer diagnosis. He's not that player right now. There's a chance he may never be that player again. I don't know. His body went through a lot. I don't know exactly what his diagnosis and the cancer that he had and then the treatment that he had, how long it takes for your body to fully recover from that kind of thing. I don't know that it ever does. I have no idea. But he's not the same player he was before right now. Played on the fourth line. He got 10 minutes of ice time. He's good defensively, but he's just not giving you what he was capable of giving you before all this happened to him. I know that maybe is something people don't want to hear, and I'm sorry. Uh, and we love Oscar, and we're so proud of him and his fight and everything. But he's not that same player right now. That's just the honest truth. He's not that player right now. Couturier, Giroux, and Konechny, they played a game, came out flying. Konechny was all over the place in that game. He was being physical. He was skating to lose pucks. 
Great pass to Farabee. Scoring opportunities was all over the place. Couturier looked like a player that was out there controlling the game a lot more than we've seen him in the last couple of games. It looked a lot more like the old Sean Couturier. So, a lot to be uh, uh, look forward to coming up on Friday when the Flyers take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, the goaltending, Martin Jones, he was sensational. The paddle save that he made was sensational. So, where this goes from here, we shall see. I, I wanted to make this a Thanksgiving-themed episode with things we're thankful for or something like that, something cheesy like that. But I can't go on moral victories. Again, as, a, as someone who played sports, like so many of you have, think about it. No matter what sport you played, whether you played basketball, you played hockey, you played football, whatever, baseball, there's only one way you walk off the field, either as a winner or a loser. You either won the game or you lost the game. That's the way it feels, and that's the way it feels to me tonight. But I am thankful for one thing, and that's you guys listening. I appreciate it. Everybody, have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy your families, and stay safe. Have great meals, and we'll be back at it Friday. Another brand-new edition of Flyers Daily. And when I wake up in the morning Do you feel the daybreak on my face? There's a blood